Hey, everybody. Welcome to Beauty and the Geest, the podcast where uh, we watch bad movies so that you don't have to. And we uh, we took a bullet for everybody this week. Oh, my God. We jumped, we jumped on the biggest fucking grenade in the world for you guys this week. Uh, yeah. It was it was my suggestion. I I messaged you about I was about ten minutes into the movie at this point of of the hour and a half movie that there was, and it was just like I kind of regret suggesting this, and I'm sorry that you have to watch this now too. <laughs> and if you uh, if you forgot last week's week's podcast, this week we watched Bigfoot's Bride from 2021. We decided to mix it up, go a little bit newer. It was a mistake. Yeah, I, I the we gotta stick with the '80s stuff. Uh, it is way, way, way better. We might as well just stick to '80s and '90s from now on, uh, just because those are way more enjoyable. Well, this this is a problem I've noticed. If you just kind of watch random things on streaming services, is nowadays. A lot of people have a uh, like mediocre recording device in their pocket at all times, and I think it makes some of them want to be directors and just shoot an entire movie <laughs> with their buddies, like on their iPhone. <laughs> That's the film quality that we're dealing with with Bigfoot's Bride. Definitely, um, it, it the writing was terrible, the acting was terrible. The special effects were terrible. Yes. <laughs> Again, it looks like they did the special effects. The blood spurts, which we'll get into, it looks like they just added them with some free iPhone app. <laughs> yeah. Oh, check out this Snapchat filter. We can look like it's spraying blood out of there. Yeah. Well, let's 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 dive right in because we gotta we gotta knock this out. Let's knock this puppy out of the park. Yeah, let's we, we got we got another doozy going for next week again. So hopefully it's going to be a good classic. But yes, so Bigfoot's Bride opens up with some guy sitting next to a campfire, and you hear a guy snoring in a tent. Apparently, it's father and son. I'm assuming it was father and son going out hunting in the morning. It's clearly daylight, and the, father, the 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 old guy gets up, and he says, you know, oh, what time is it? And the guy says, 6.30 in the morning, so we got to hurry if we want to make it out to the stands before daylight. It's already daylight. Very late in the day already. It, it, it's it's mid-afternoon. They, they tried to put a filter on it to make it look, appear darker than it was, but you could definitely see that the sky was blue behind them. There was no hint of darkness in this movie at all. No matter what they tried to talk, play it off at, at night, there was no scenes that took place at night. Again, yeah, they're filming this on, a, I would guess, an iPhone 7. <laughs> and they're just adding iPhone. filters. Might have been an iPhone 4. Right. But anyway, yeah, father and son uh, clearly setting up there on a hunting trip. They decide to, uh, son goes up into a uh, little deer stand. Dad just sits on like a folding chair that they yeah. have. At, at, like just a folding chair randomly placed in the woods. Yeah. 
the kind of fold the metal folding chair they have at like a church uh, brunch or something, <laughs> or a cheap school event. The the kids' table at Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah. So then they're just hanging out there. They do have walkie talkies so that they can communicate, I guess, for deer strategizing. But at uh, some point, you start seeing Bigfoot vision, which is similar to Predator vision from the movie Predator. It's again a, a new just di- discoloration filter on the iPhone Seven. Yeah, it's not. It's not even heat vision. Like Predator was at least heat vision because the the father everybody kind of blended together. It, it was just yeah. It was just a LSD filter placed on, on the camera on the iPhone. Yeah, and that and the, then you hear the B- Bigfoot grunting. And this is this is, they'll go to this shot a lot, but you hear Bigfoot grunting. Dad kind of gets spooked. He's looking around. You know what's going on. Uh, you hear Big. Well, I assume it's Bigfoot shout like, "Get out!" He is okay. So here's the thing that bugs me about that too is the the dad sits down on a folding chair in the woods. Okay, that's fine. On the way out there, they're completely neglecting gun safety at all. They're pointing their rifles, they're pointing their guns at each other as they're walking through the woods, pretty much. The dad, the dad sits down on his folding chair and pulls out a bottle of whiskey. And when he opens the top, you hear the carbon dioxide out of there, the effervescence gas that's coming <laughs> out of there. Yes. Which, that wouldn't happen with a bottle of whiskey. But the biggest thing about it, though, too, is... They keep showing that Bigfoot is supposed to be three to five feet away from the dad. And you hear Bigfoot grunting and growling and making all this kind of noise. And nobody can ever figure out where he is. All movie long, this this is an issue. Like, I would, spatial awareness <laughs> is, is, a tr- is a problem that I guess the director and the film crew and the actors have. Because, yeah... There are plenty of times where Bigfoot is arm's length away in a in a not very densely uh, you know packed forest, and no one ever sees him. Nope, nope, can't see Bigfoot. But whatever. Again, this is I, I'm sure this is just a group of friends are like, hey, let's make a movie. Yeah, yeah. That, that, so that yeah, was pretty much it. So Bigfoot then kills the dad, the son. Here's the dad crying out over... Well, yeah, you hear Bigfoot kind of really loudly between the sun between the sun and the dad. They can both hear it because they're showing the sun on the screen at the time where it sounds like it comes through the radio where it says, get out, in this real menacing voice. And there's growling and grunting and how, hooting and hollering. And Bigfoot then... Kills the dad. You hear the dad fire off two shots with a shotgun that he's carrying. And the son is like, well, what, what's good? You know, trying to figure out what's going on with his dad. The radio starts squealing. So he puts the, he has to throw the radio down. And then Bigfoot comes over towards the son. And again, he starts squealing, hollering, hooting, hollering, whatever. The son is like looking around with his rifle. But then Bigfoot screeches so loud that he has to cover his ears and he drops the rifle on the ground. And then you just see this random arm come out and 
grab him as he's holding the holding the big Bigfoot arm to his face like he's being crushed by the Bigfoot arm. <laughs> right. It's a lot of uh, they're trying to make up for their, I guess, budget and special effects inadequacies by creative camera work. But yeah, it's just it's a it's an animal like claw over the guy's face that he just kind of then holds there while screaming. And we're supposed to fill in the blanks, I guess, that Bigfoot just crushes his head or something. Because that's that's the end of the opening scene. After that, they they roll opening credits for Bigfoot's Bride. <laughs> and and if that was the extent of all you got to see a Bigfoot was just like the claw or the the grunting, the hooting, the hollering, that would have made it a million times better. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to look for positives in this movie. Here's one positive so far. You know I like deaths. Uh, that. The, that opening sequence took about 10 minutes. So you get two deaths in 10 minutes. They weren't great. There wasn't a lot of really any gore in those two deaths. The the father died kind of off screen. You just heard him screaming. The, the son died with like just a claw on his face. But at least two people have died in the 10 minutes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that that is about the best you can hope for from this giant pile of flaming shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Cut cut to next scene, which is a man fly fishing in the river as, again, Bigfoot watches with his uh, predator-like vision, just watches a guy fly fish for way too long. He's, he's Yeah, he's wandering up and down. You see him at one point, you see the guy who's fishing take off his shoe and put it back on and then go back walking through the water. You see him catching trout that are already dead. Yep. <laughs> Cuz you see all of a sudden the the there's a fish on there and there's no real there's no real fight from this fish. Prop trout. <laughs> and he I know they were it was real trout. Well, I mean, they were pre-killed prop trout for filming purposes. <laughs> and yeah, he nets he nets the trout. There's no flopping around or anything like that. He puts it on the stringer. Puts Ties the stringer to his leg as he's still walking down the stream and everything. So the fish are, he has he has two trout uh, on this, uh, on this on this stringer, and then you see as he starts walking down the river, the fish are floating belly up. And I'm, they're they're obviously they're one hundred percent dead fish already. Yes, and he takes them to shore and starts cleaning them. Yes, which they which, actually show. So I mean, you get you get a little bit of gore there because they show him cut the heads off of the trout and and actually cut them up and open the insides and empty out the insides a little bit. Again, then, a scene that goes on way too long because he like almost fully cleans two fish <laughs> just on camera. <laughs> like yes, it was, it was borderline an instructional video on YouTube about how to clean trout. <laughs> And then picks up the heads and throws them into the into the stream. Which at that point, then you see Bigfoot again, kind of stalking this 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 guy who's fishing, and all you see is a hand go in and scoop up one trout head, and then another. Then the hand comes back and scoops up the other one, and then he tracks down the guy and kills him. Yep, and he. I assume eats the trout 
They did show him eating. They did show him eating the trout head. Eats the fish heads at the beginning of the next scene, (laughs) which is where you actually fully see Bigfoot, and it is not, um, not your typical Bigfoot. It is not your typical Bigfoot. It is at all a guy in coveralls and yes, (laughs) stringy stringy rugs with a random weird one-eyed face mask. Yeah, he's got kind of like a mutant, a bit of like a combination like Toxic Avenger slash zombie head with, uh, yeah, full full coveralls, like neck to feet, like a mechanic would wear. And I think that's where he got it because later he's got a name tag on his coveralls that say Fred. And then he yeah. wears like a shawl that is uh, an actual animal fur. And this is our Bigfoot. This is our Bigfoot for the movie. Yes, and you see him sitting there munching on fish heads. And then he randomly finds like this old shitty almost like Bluto from Popeye mask just sitting in the water randomly. And he goes and picks it up and walks back to where he was eating the fish heads and starts playing around with the mask and like holding it up to his face like he's wearing it. Using his random claws to snap the rubber band on there. I was surprised he didn't just basically pick it up and just put it right on like like he would n- exactly knew how this mask was supposed to be worn. <laughs> right. It was like a like a shitty child's Halloween mask, that crappy plastic. And he's it's funny because he's like looking at his own reflection in the river and getting upset. Like he, yes. and he, he's yelling at himself. I think he says hideous. Because the Bigfoot can talk. Not only does he wear coveralls, he can talk. He shouts hideous. He gets mad. He puts on this weird uh, child's mask, and then he says, "Like beautiful." Yeah, beautiful. That's Which, exactly what he said. Beautiful. I'm gonna. I don't know. I don't know if this is like some deep message <laughs> they're trying to get across in Bigfoot's Bride. Like even even Bigfoot alone in the wilderness cannot escape like society's impact on uh traditional beauty <laughs> physical appearance yeah right even even bigfoot has forced to wear a mask you know to try to make himself look more appealing <laughs> like i said i'm gonna i'm gonna look for positives in this film i think that was a metaphorical message on uh, the ills of uh, society determining what is and is not beautiful and it's affected bigfoot negatively Yes, but Bigfoot had that impression of himself. Nobody else had that impression of him. So it is not anything done by society. It's by Bigfoot himself. <laughs> I don't, maybe he reads like uh, Bigfoot Cosmo and he sees <laughs> all the like sexy other Bigfoots in Bigfoot Cosmo and he's like, he can't live up to those standards. <laughs> he wishes he were more attractive. Maybe he had a better body. Maybe he had a better uh, jumpsuit. Needs needs the Armani jumpsuit, the Armani the Armani coveralls. Right, he's just compensating. He's lashing out at an indifferent world. I think that's he, the backstory. Needs to find himself a Kim Kardashian for for the big the Bigfoot version. Right. I mean, well, well, actually, isn't isn't that just Chloe? But you know, whatever. I didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> Chloe's the Bigfoot, the Kardashian. <laughs> Anyway, he's he's there with his mask. He hears a uh, he hears a cell phone ringing. Goes yes. to investigate. 
yeah, the apparently the cameraman must have left the ringer tone on or something like that because you hear this shitty basic iPhone ringtone that's going on. And yes, that catches Bigfoot's attention. He starts running through the well, not really running through the shuffling, shambling through the woods and finds blonde girl sitting in front of the woods and in front of this opening talking to what apparently is her ex-boyfriend or ex-fiance oh i guess yeah ex-fiance it had to have been because she she did take out she does take off her ring and throw it at the end of the conversation along with so anyway we'll we'll get we'll, we'll finish up with that conversation because yes yeah, she's there she's got her giant backpack on she's answering her phone apparently this early 20s semi-attractive female is going camping in the woods by herself (laughs) this is how she deals with a breakup with her fiance she doesn't have a girl's night (laughs) you know she doesn't call you know go spend time with family she goes camping alone and which is fine which more power to you whatever floats your boat but she gets angry about Doug or whatever the hell his name was. I don't Who remember knows? what his name was. No, no, it does. It has zero bearing on this movie at all. But she gets mad, throws her phone, smashes her phone, then gets upset, throws her ring, which into the forest. Yeah, just blindly into the forest, which hits Bigfoot, and so Bigfoot picks it up. And this is where. <laughs> this movie gets creepy. <laughs> this is an early front runner for favorite scene of the movie right here. I'll, I'll, no spoilers, folks, but this is one of my early front ro- runners. Do you want to describe it? You I? got it. You, it's it's <laughs> your it's your favorite. I I was very much creeped out by it. <laughs> I, I liked the creepiness of it. So what do you do? What do you do after you uh, get to your campsite? You just had an angry conversation with your uh, ex-fiance. You've smashed your cell phone, tossed your engagement ring into the forest. Nature calls. So she unbuttons her uh, shorts. Uh, they have some careful camera work of like just her like knee area, knee, calf, thigh area, as she pulls her uh, jean shorts down, squats to start taking a leak. They show uh, uh, the stream starting to flow and Bigfoot like crawling up behind her, (laughs) sticks out his hand, gets a fresh uh, soaking in his hand and then just starts sniffing it. (laughs) Bigfoot loves it. He's big. From this point on, Bigfoot is in love. Hence the name of the movie, uh, Bigfoot's Bride. He's he's found the love of his life, apparently, based on the, uh, the scent of her urine. Comments? Any thoughts? That was that 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 was disgusting and creepy. <laughs> but you know, hey, different strokes for different folks, man. That's all you can say. It's not. It's. I can't kink shame Bigfoot for being into piss porn. So. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know the Bigfoot mating ritual. This might be just how it's done. That that might that might be tame. For That's the true. Big, Water sports might be tame for Probably the Bigfoot uh, mating ritual. And th- this is another one again, what we mentioned earlier. The uh, 
the lack of, I guess, spatial awareness by the characters in the uh, in this show. Like she's she's just squatting in a pretty pretty clear area. I mean, there are scattered trees, but she's... Bigfoot still gets gets within stream touching length. <laughs> she is setting up a tent. Yeah. In the in this area, so that shows that tells you how clear this is. She runs the rope across. She runs the tarp across. She's pretty much setting up her tent in this area. Decides she needs to relieve her bladder, and yeah, Bigfoot decides he wants to get a sniff and a taste, and <laughs> falls falls in love at that point. Then you see her. She takes off her shorts and puts them on the ground. Then she takes off her shirt, just tosses it into a tree. Bigfoot grabs her shorts and decides he was going to try on her shorts to see how they fit over his coveralls. (laughs) (laughs) And he rips them while he's trying to put them on. So he stops trying to put them on. Then he grabs her shirt and like holds the shirt up like he's going to try and wear her shirt, but decides against it. He throws her shorts back. So she finds them and sees them kind of all ripped up, and she's kind of disgusted by it. Ripped and soiled. They have, like, smelly fly noises. So I don't know if uh, Bigfoot is covered in feces or just stinks, but I get, I think it was implied that he transferred that onto well, he, her shorts. He just, he just spent the previous 10 to 15 minutes of this movie in the river eating fish, raw right. fish. Right, and he loves the scent of urine, so that's, you know, he probably doesn't mind if he himself is covered in his own urine, so I wouldn't be surprised. And again, <laughs> like, it makes me wonder if they're looking for, like, a deeper messages in this. Like, is is Bigfoot's bride, like, sending a message here about the objectification of women, right? Well, like, but Bigfoot, Bigfoot just sees her as a sex object. A, a urine scent to smell, but but Bigfoot did plenty of object objectifying himself though too, uh, of of her, because after that he pretty much followed her around the entire way. Yeah, he was certainly a voyeur for for ha- at least half this movie. He just hides in the bushes and watches her. And you see him at one point which I believe is actually this next scene where he's got the ring there and he decides he's going to go talk to this woman. And then he decides he stops. And he's idiot. Like, like yes. He just can't calls himself an idiot because he can't go see this woman. Then you see him <laughs> jump out into the middle of the stream again, but this time he's got his walking stick, which is like yes. a shovel handle. And he's trying to spear fish. With a shovel handle. There's no end to the spear. There's no sharp end to the spear. He's and no like context. It's just like trying to club the fish. Right. You don't know. Is yeah. he just hungry? Is he like going to impress? Uh, I think her name is Heather on IMDb. I'm going to go with Heather. I think her name is. Is he going to try to impress Heather with a gift of fish? Or is he just hungry? But yeah, he he at first wants to talk to her. Yeah, gets mad at himself like he's a uh, like nerd at a high school dance. Who can't ask the the hot girl to dance? Because <laughs> like, idiot. <laughs> yeah, and then he he's out in the middle of the stream. He's trying to hit fish, which I believe this is where they actually cut to the stock footage of the fish. Anyway, yeah. Which 
Okay, here's the other part. This is another part that really bugs me. So the fish that they're showing are salmon. The first the first fisherman was catching trout. The net then the same stream that they're in now, they're showing all this stock footage of fish. Those are salmon. And those salmon, when they are red like that, those fish are ready to die. <laughs> Where do like, you get your salmon knowledge, man? <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't remember the name of the show that I was watching, but there it was a it was a fishing show out of Alaska where they actually have, um, like the they they were they were on fishing boats and they they basically were commercial fishermen to catch salmon, and they have to catch them before they spawn because once they spawn, they basically mutate into those weird like hook shape um beaks and everything like that that those that those salmon had and they turn red sure and they and they die and wash out to sea wash back out to sea and so but earlier in the um it in in the in the film the classic that this is turning into it said it was like chatuga area but that would not be in the Washington area where <laughs> so. these streams with the salmon and trout would be located. I mean, the trout can be located in most places, but salmon would be in the Pacific Northwest. But the Chattooga area, I believe, is either in Georgia or Tennessee. So the <laughs> so. whole location of everything is all screwed up, too. So you're saying uh, director Eric Walford didn't uh, pay a lot of <laughs> a lot of attention to the uh, salmon spawning uh, slash geographical continuity of Bigfoot's Bride. <laughs> Again, these this is what these films need is they need to have somebody for quality control yes. like that. Like, how can you have this kind of lapse in any sort of I guess judgment or or oh, yeah. quality control for these kind of films because it just wrecks the whole continuity of everything going on in the film. They have to know that, man. Like they have to know hardcore uh, film buffs are going to watch this just like they watch Avengers Infinity War and they're going to pick it apart and say, well, if Captain America traveled through time with the Infinity Stone to this point, how can he talk to Loki? And then later in this other sequel, they don't recognize each other. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, they got to realize that's going to happen with Bigfoot's Bride. People are fucking fish nerds and get used to it, goddammit. Right. right. It's not that hard to Google uh, salmon spawning rituals, <laughs> salmon spawning, and uh, and get it right. Yeah, it looks like they just, like you said, took some stock footage and they said no one will notice. Well, Beauty and the Geese noticed. Well, I mean, we're probably the only people that have watched the film anyway, so we probably, probably it's probably 100% been noticed. True. <laughs> uh, but yes, Bigfoot is in the river. He's thrashing about, trying throwing a little temper tantrum. Just yelling, die, die, die to these salmon, which uh, they they will um, give it give it a day or two, and those salmon will die. <laughs> Meanwhile, he Heather has set up her tarp 
<laughs> she she's gone from setting up a tarp that looks like she's gonna sleep under to to having a full blown tent out on the on, on the ground there. Right, and having a uh, she's got her and ha- having she goes from tarp to tent, and then uh, she somehow starts having close to a a breakdown. She's just drinking her sorrows away. Apparently and, getting trashed. And pulls out a shiny, shiny, shiny silver gun. Yeah. That, and then, that like, gun is way too shiny to be an actual gun. And she, like, holds it. <laughs> well, I think, no, first she takes the, she's got, like, a stuffed monkey, rips the head off it, shouts, fuck your love, and, like, tosses monkey head into the forest, which uh, triggers Bigfoot. Yes, because that's right. Because when Bigfoot was watching her tinkle earlier, he was, it also kept cutting back to this stuffed monkey or whatever it was that was also in her backpack. Which I assume Bigfoot thought, like, he had a chance, right? Oh, like, she's into monkeys? I am a monkey. (laughs) We could, this, I think this is love for, I think this is uh, romance. They're going to live happily ever after. Well, that's what he was hoping for, especially after he smelled her pee. And I literally mean pee, not... <laughs> yeah. I haven't smelled uh, Caitlin's pee, so I guess I don't know if this is meant to be or not. <laughs> I'll get back I, to you next episode. I, I I hope she's not in the room. Didn't I hope she didn't just hear that. No, she's not here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now she's going to start listening. Yeah. I'll keep this. I'll keep this one from her. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, she she rips the head off stuffed monkey, throws it into the forest. Bigfoot, I, uh, you think has some like traumatic event because there's like dark ominous movie as he sees a ju- uh, music as he sees just this stuffed monkey head, and you think he's about to break down. Then it cuts back to Heather, pulls the gun out, like holds it to her chin, <laughs> like she's about to end it. Then just doesn't do it. Yep, that she can't. She can't do it. So I think this is where mine went to a break real quick, and I I might have missed the first couple of seconds after the commercial break because Tubi likes to put commercial breaks at random times. But I do remember there's the old guy that comes up to her her tent. I think it's Max. I don't know. They're real bad with names in this movie. Yeah, it almost looked like the same guy that played the dad, though. Yeah, they it probably was. You know, they're saving on... Uh, they don't have a ton of actors to work with, I'm sure. But yeah, old guy. Well, Heather's inside her tent, like, getting trashed. Here's some footsteps. Uh, takes out her pistol. Like, unzips her tent. Sees the old guy out there. Yep, it, old guy's got the same shotgun that the dad had. Right, At right. the beginning of the film. Like, reusing and, props. Yeah, she's just, yeah, Heather's just sitting there in her underwear and tank top talking to the guy. Again, the guy's like, oh, what are you doing out here at night by yourself? But you can clearly see it's the middle of the day. It's clearly day. It's like a night filter. <laughs> He's like, there's a fucking maniac out here in these woods. And he ain't too, uh, he ain't too kind to women, something like that. Yep. And he says, oh, but it's not me. Right, right. Not me either, you know, because of course I'm going to tell you it's not me if I'm a maniac. But right. she's she's like, oh, you know, okay, maybe I should go home. He's like, well, no, it's it's nighttime. It's too dark. You'll get lost. You need to stay here overnight. 
<laughs> yeah. Do you want me to stay nearby? Which, again, is exactly what, like, a maniac, or at least what I would suspect a maniac to say. You got like, room for some two in there? Trust. I'll make yeah. sure you're safe. You want me to sleep in your tent with you, a uh, girl in your underwear? There's a fucking maniac out here, and I have this shotgun. She's like, no, I'll stay here by myself. And then uh, it cuts to B- Bigfoot stops spying on her. Oh, yeah, he smells something. Bigfoot follows his nose, smells something to a, a nearby campground, which has uh, like a couple of buds in their, their camper trailer. Looks like they were partying outside a little bit because there's naughty sodas all over the ground out there. Everywhere. They're all over the ground, out, uh, outside by the campfire. They're inside the, the camper RV all over the floor. And these two guys are just passed out. And can I just give this little piece of advice to indie filmmakers, too, when they do this? Watch your audio mix. Because that music and everything in the next several scenes was way too loud. Yep. Like it, it it hid everything in the entire. I mean, I was watching it on a sound bar with a subwoofer, and my house was shaking because the bass was so loud, and I didn't even have the the mute the volume that loud. Yeah, watch your audio mix when you're uh, using your iPhone uh, video editor <laughs> to make your home movies, fellas. Because <laughs> it was it certainly it was needed. Bad. It needed some adjustment. I'll just say that. It it was it, it, it yeah you definitely could have lowered the bass a lot in that. But again, uh, back to back to the getting in the mind of the characters. Like this is apparently, at least according to the old guy, a like campground or state park or something where a known killer is on the loose, and everyone's just hanging out. Like it's still camping as usual. People are fishing. These two buddies have brought their RV or their yeah their camper there to get trashed. <laughs> it's 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 hunting season. Yeah, that's I guess what, that's what it seems like they're there to do. Which yeah, girl, if you don't go, Bigfoot wins. Girl, girl sitting out there in flowered underwear, but and a tank top is sitting out there where everybody's out there getting drunk and getting blitzed and hunting and you know everybody stands a chance. Right, yeah, these these two guys, I'm sure they think they're tough. They did bring a pistol themselves. They cut to that a few times. But uh, Bigfoot is lured there by the smell of of naughty soda or whatever it was. Starts chugging the the quarter full uh, cans that are left on the ground. Eventually steps on a broken bottle, though, and he starts raging, right? He starts raging. The well, guys yeah, inside here. Yeah, because Hunter number one wakes up and sees Bigfoot out there and quietly wakes up Hunter number oh, two. Yeah. And then that's when Bigfoot, yeah, steps on a bottle with one foot. He steps on it, you hear it crunch underneath his foot. He starts screaming, takes another step and steps on another bottle with his other foot. That crunches and goes into his foot. He starts screaming more. And yeah, then he basically goes on a giant rampage and busts up these guys' campers and these guys' camper and drags the camper down the hill, like picks it up and moves the camper down the hill. And 
I forget how the first guy died, but he does the old, yeah. Bigfoot drags the camper down the hill, and then just kind of everything goes silent. And the big guy does the old, goes to the door, opens it, looks oh, outside. Yeah. I think it, he's gone. Yeah. yeah, doesn't hear or see anything. Turns around, you know, to face the other guy inside the camper. He's like, well, I think it's, I think he's left. I think he's gone. Then of course, Bigfoot grabs him and kills him. That's right. But didn't he just, yeah, he just like squished his head or something like that. Yeah. The other guy at this point has shaky, shakily loaded the gun that was sitting in, just sitting in a bowl with the shells also sitting in the bowl. In their gun bowl. That's, that's their yeah. proper, that's their proper firearm safety is keep the gun in the gun bowl with the bullets. So he, he, Cautiously comes out of the of the camper and is looking both ways, trying to figure out where Bigfoot is. And then Bigfoot just grabs his arm and breaks his arm. Yeah, causing him to uh, to drop the gun. This is where uh, the guy takes off into the forest, right? Yeah, the guy runs into the forest, is like sh- uh, really well, poorly hiding behind a tree. Big Bigfoot did, uh, I believe, Bigfoot did claw him. In the guts as well, and ripped open his guts. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They, here's some. They tried. I do. I like gore in these movies, and they tried. Uh, Bigfoot does claws guts open. This is where we see the uh, the just is, Microsoft is, Paint filter Mike, of MS, blood splatters. MS Paint special effects for gore. Like imagine, it, I can't even describe it. Like you know when a child draws fire. It's just like some spiky orange uh, kind of mass. That's what this looks like. Like a spiky red, spiky red things would just shoot out. And it was, cl- it was so clearly added by like Microsoft Paint or something. And it would just shoot out periodically about every few seconds of it, of this guy's guts. <laughs> and they did try with the guts because they added like an intestine looking thing. Which we'll get to shortly, but the the Microsoft Paint blood spurts were just so bad. Someone should have said no. Don't 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 just, do just don't yeah just don't even add those in. It would have been better without those added in. Right, right. It's like that those freeze frame, yeah, just shitty footage of like a spurt of blood, you know, it's, moving it's like, a foot every fraction like a of a flash, second. It's like a flash animated yes. cartoon that's just a red blob moving across the screen. Yep, and and we we start seeing that plenty in the uh, the second half of this film. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, but they do they do they do give a, a at least a good effort at some gore here because after the guy gets his like guts clawed, he starts trying to crawl away. He's leaving an intestine like dragging behind him, and Bigfoot like grabs it and starts yanking him back with it, which is playing playing tug of war with his guts. Yeah, 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 like. I appreciate that. I like gore, uh, deaths, and and boobs in my low budget horror movies. <laughs> and and this that to me was probably the best scene of the of the film was where the guy's crawling away and they're pulling he's pulling him back by his intestines, except for the stupid blood splatters. Yeah, yeah certainly. Yeah, the uh, the pulling a guy by his intestines is pretty good. That's that's creative. It's making it gory. <laughs> And again, I'd like to think that this scene was uh, you know, perhaps a uh, 
critique of of alcohol's effect on society because uh, bigfoot bigfoot didn't get pissed until he started drinking lost control well, of his temper and and you know we we've all we've all seen that by by people with alcohol yeah, yeah. and they don't you know had they not left the bottles on the ground he wouldn't have stepped on the bottles wouldn't have cut his feet and wouldn't have got angry with them right but again another lesson but because he was clumsy drunk after a quarter can of beer, he stepped on a bottle, broke his foot, and flew off the handle. Killed two people. Exactly. Drink in moderation and uh, throw your trash away, especially in state forests, or uh, Bigfoot will kill you. <laughs> oh, that's another thing. The entire time he's attacking that camper, he's like shouting at them, like, I'm going to eat you, <laughs> in like his shitty Bigfoot voice. <laughs> yeah, the, the computer-generated... Yeah, we should describe voice. that. It's like a, yeah, like computer modulated voice. It's, it, it's it's like a bad robot, or like when they have was, like a I news. Was just gonna say, yeah, evil robot. Yeah, or like yeah, like in a news, or when a newscast, you know, is uh, hiding someone's identi- identity and they black them out and they put that voice modulator. Like that's that's how Bigfoot is when he talks to people and informs that he's going to eat them. Whatever it's it's such a it's such a bad big he's barely a bigfoot like we said he's more like a mutant chud in a mechanics outfit who has a drinking problem and uh, likes sniffing women's urine he he looks like one of the guys from Wrong Turn yeah 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 exactly yeah he's more like an inbred hillbilly uh, killer movie than a bigfoot bigfoot has eyes not a bride. <sighs> Anyway, he goes to, uh, I think he goes to kill someone else at this point, which this was is where com- he runs into the old thing. This is where he runs into the, no, no, no. He didn't kill the old guy till later. This is hammock guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hammock guy. Stoner. Which is stoner completely unnecessary. <laughs> I guess that they wanted to add one more kill, but this was like a three minute scene. Hammock guy. Again, has his sunglasses on at night, reading a book. He's got his hammock strung between two trees. Smoking dope. Smoking dope. He's got his uh, earbuds in, listening to music. Somehow still hears Bigfoot uh, creeping through the woods. You know, takes one out, kind of looks around. He's, he's the like, only guy happened? that can hear Bigfoot when he got anywhere close to him. Yes. And he was listening to music. <laughs> but still, he's too high to be, uh, you know, figure out that he's about to die. Goes back to smoking weed and reading his book when uh, Bigfoot comes on and starts like fist clubbing yeah. his hammock. Just just beats the guy to death. On um, from yeah, rips his hammock down from the tree just by two hand like double axe handle. That's an old wrestling move. All over the guy and just like just <laughs> completely just like bashes him into the ground. Just beats the guy to death with his bare hands. Yep, the guy falls to the ground. Uh, Bigfoot just stomps on his head. Yep, crushes it. And I think this is where we, where Bigfoot ends up running into Heather. Because he, uh, yeah, he goes, cut, they cut to next morning in Heather's tent. Yeah, and Bigfoot just comes in and opens up the tent and starts dragging her away. <laughs> he 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 walks up. Yeah, he says just she's again had her bender, I guess. She was getting trashed the night before. She's upset about her 
uh, breakup. So drunk, Bigfoot, yeah, starts grabbing her or dragging her away in her sleeping bag. She's struggles to even comprehend what's going on for quite a while, at least 10 seconds. Uh, eventually, she does wake up. Bigfoot pops the question, I guess, at this point with the old engagement ring. <laughs> it says, be mine. And she starts screaming and he's like, no, don't run. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> she runs back to her tent. Oh, poor Bigfoot. Again, this is a lot of lessons about alcoholism here, folks. Like, uh, she she was so drunk that she uh, nearly married a Bigfoot. Uh, he was so drunk that he becomes, like, kind of filled with rage. rage <laughs> follows, her, follows her back to the tent. Uh, she does grab her gun, but uh, does she even get a... Sh- yeah, she does get a couple of shots off, right? Because the old man hears it. Yeah. Doesn't do any good. She doesn't hit Bigfoot. Bigfoot uh, knocks the gun out of her hand, claws her. Again, we get a repeat of that shitty blood special effect. He's uh, essentially claw climbs into her tent, is, uh, I guess, about to have his way with her. She kicks him in the nuts. <laughs> and he yells, bitch. <laughs> Bitch. Bitch. So he then rips her tongue out. They go, they go, they take another shot at some special effects. They use like some silly putty or something. He grabs the tongue out of her mouth. It stretches quite a bit before just ripping off. And he uh, tosses it to the side. Yeah, that 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 special effects would have made Gene Simmons jealous. Yeah. Yes. It was it was a good stretch before he ripped it off. At which point he uh, zippers the tent shut, and uh, I can only assume at that point starts having his way with her, right? <laughs> like, which is again another metaphor right here. Like she's a she's a woman just went through a breakup, you know. I'm sure having troubles with shitty men. You got this new guy, Bigfoot. Heather just needs a friend at this point, but Bigfoot thinks, oh yeah, now's my chance to. Uh, Get in there with a needy, vulnerable woman. She doesn't want to do it. Literally rips her tongue out. <laughs> no friend zone for yeah, Bigfoot. Right. Literally rips her tongue out. Like, women are uh, to be seen, not heard. She's just a sexual object for Bigfoot. <laughs> He's going to remove her tongue if she has has any objections. I like your pee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is a... This is a bold statement here on uh, rape rape culture in America, I think, by uh, the director of Bigfoot's Pride. <laughs> Where to go from there? And, and I don't even I don't even know how the old man found that other spot, though either. Yeah, but he just comes up to this. Random like cabin area and goes in and there's two girls tied up inside there. Well, we, we missed the part. First he he hears the commotion, goes to try to rescue Heather in her tent as she's getting uh, raped by Bigfoot. He gets into like a sh- firing stance on like one knee, points his gun at the tent. The door unzips quick and she jumps out, but he's so startled. He just blasts Heather in the chest. Oh, that's right. Yes, he did shoot Heather and then Bigfoot 
busts out the backside of the tent. Yeah, and goes goes running through the forest. Yeah, and at this point, that's when this guy, this old guy, starts chasing. Uh, you know, he's gonna hunt down Bigfoot. I guess ends up at Bigfoot's lair, and I'm air quoting lair, which is yeah, what you a, were, which what you were alluding to. It's basically a garage in the woods. Yes, <laughs> it's an old garage. You see the garage door. Like there's a garage door. There's three of them in there. When when he's when the old guy's in there, and he's got he's got the girl in the green shirt, and then the girl in the flower dress. Which, again, Bigfoot's got two women imprisoned. So for a while, you could empathize with Bigfoot. Like, oh, he's a disgusting guy who uh, you know no one's gonna love him because of his, of his looks, but he deserves love just like all of us. He's, you think he's in love with Heather? No, the second she says no, he rips her tongue out, rapes her. Then you find out he's got two women chained up in his garage. <laughs> okay, Bigfoot. We, you've lost all my sympathy. And, and you see also, too, the exact same face on one of... It's in the garage that was the mask that he picked up earlier. Yes. They probably just set it down. <laughs> well, no, I mean it's it's like it's like a big face. It's not just the mask. It's like oh. it's it's a it's like a big oh yeah like sign with that face on it. So anyway, old guy goes in, sees these two girls tied up. He starts to untie the one girl, and she says, "No, no, get the other girl out of here first. She's pregnant. She's pregnant and it has no tongue." <laughs> yes, Bigfoot also raped her or ripped her tongue out because she screamed too much. And and apparently this well and the guy sets down his shotgun, and then is like, oh well, hey, let's get you out of here, and just like shoves her out the door, and then decides to go back for the girl with the green yeah. shirt. Releases her into the forest, and she just stumbles away. No Pregnant idea with no where tongue. she's going. Yeah, and then he goes back for the other one, and he unties the girl in the green shirt, and then they turn around and Bigfoot's there, and the guy puts two rounds into Bigfoot. And you think the movie's over, but you're wrong. No. We could only get, wish it was over at this point. Again, you get more of the MS paint blood splatters out of Bigfoot. And they run into the they run into the woods. Uh, old guy and green shirt girl run into the woods. You don't know what's going on with Flower Girl at this point. She's just, they don't know where she is. They run into this wood pile, and they're kind of like, oh, well, hey, you know, we're going to creep around this wood pile, we're going to hide from Bigfoot, and you see Bigfoot come up to this wood pile, sneaks up on them, grabs a hatchet, and just, like, smacks the guy in the head with a hatchet. He drops the shotgun, he drops to the ground, Bigfoot just starts chopping him up with the hatchet, hacking up his insides. Again, more blood splatters. More shitty blood spurts. Green shirt girl screams and starts running away. Bigfoot throws the hatchet and goes right into her back. Yep, dead. Then you cut to flower girl. She's wandering through the woods. She's hiding along the stream. Yeah, pregnant, uh, tongueless, our last survivor trying to escape from Bigfoot. And he's again. She crosses a stream. Or she like sw- starts swimming downriver. Bigfoot 
comes in behind her. He's like, stop, please, don't leave me. But she she's crouching behind. Yeah, she's crouching in like this gap in this narrow stream. And she looks like she starts to go into labor at that point because she starts bleeding. And she's trying to hide from Bigfoot and Bigfoot spots her. And then, yeah, that's when she jumps into the bigger river and starts swimming away. And yeah, Bigfoot goes about halfway into the river. Stop. Don't leave me. <laughs> and she just swims away and he gives up. Yep. <laughs> he gives up pursuit. I guess he can't swim. I don't know. <laughs> He's kind of allergic to water like the neon maniacs. I guess. Look at that callback. He went in a little bit, so he doesn't melt. But yeah, he's clearly afraid of the water for some reason. Because she just swims away, eventually emerges on shore downstream, <laughs> lays down in pain, blood Holy... shoots out of her crotch. Yep, and then a hand rips open her gut like a chest burster from yeah. the Alien franchise. I figured alien you'd appreciate style. that. Plus one for that. Plus one for Alien-style hand popping out of her uh, stomach. That's it. Roll credits. End of Bigfoot's Bride. Your thoughts. Any? Holy cow. Uh, this was a... I, I, I feel like I was misled by the title. <laughs> yes. Um, if they would have called it Big Fred's Bride, that would have been much more... Um, yeah, in line with what the movie was. Good call. Yeah, he had Fred on his uh, mechanics uh, coveralls. But that would have been a more accurate name. I I felt like it was a giant flaming turd um, that just again went out of control. Audio mix was off. Um, the random sounds that Bigfoot made, the random music that played in there when Bigfoot was around didn't make any sense. Right. Bigfoot getting angry and just killing people made no sense. No, yeah, some people he would just kill, get pissed off and kill. Yeah, some people he would just spy on, you know, and watch them fish for a while. <laughs> he was kind of a perv. Certainly a perv. <laughs> he, he thought he was in love as he had two women chained to his garage. <laughs> and he he loved the scent of urine, and he ripped women's tongues out when they screamed too much. I mean, doesn't everybody want to do that at times? We've all been there. Am I right? <laughs> Am I right, folks? Uh, oh, wait, did you, did you stay for the post-credit scene? No. Again, this is completely an accident. I forget. I was getting up to do something and just let it run. There was a post-credit scene. So they do the credits at the end. Legit, at the end, Bigfoot pulls what looks like a weird laser gun out of his coverall pocket, just shoots it into nothing. It turns into like a giant portal. Bigfoot walks through and the portal disappears. The end. No, I did not. I think my I think my TV would have shut up, changed to something else before. Oh that. man, I don't know if he went to another dimension, or he's got superpowers. That's their shitty explanation for why no one ever sees or captures Bigfoot. 
I don't know. The killer eye right there. Yeah, he just zapped himself into another dimension. Went to the eighth dimension with the with the killer eyes. That's probably it. All the all the shitty movies, uh, movie characters come from the same place. I bet more callbacks. Yes. <laughs> oh, anyway, I don't know. It was it was bad. I can't recommend what people watch this. Uh, even as trying to find the positives, even making up metaphors about society. Uh, the alien fist through the stomach, the 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 attempts at gore, the early killing—it's just so homemade looking that it's tough to watch. And 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 I and I know we've talked about you and I like making a sequel to, to Hideous or something, and I feel like it would be about this good. <laughs> yeah, but see, we wouldn't do it unless we actually had a decent script, you know, a de- decent equipment to work with right like i wouldn't try to do it camera on an iphone like i wouldn't do it i wouldn't try to do it without like an actual studio backing with an actual plan to do things right like i wouldn't want to just write it and film it on over a weekend on an iphone which is what this really seemed like it was yes yeah even if they just had a better camera they uh you know they got rid of the uh Microsoft Paint blood spurts, and they they edited out some some scenes that just went on too long or were too stupid. It would have went from like a two to a four, <laughs> just with a better camera <laughs> and and a better audio mix. Like yes. I don't want to get a headache watching a movie. Yeah, exactly. But that's exactly what I felt like, especially that that camper scene with all with the mu- the bass going through and everything. He said, I, I didn't even have my volume that loud, and and my floor was vibrating from the subwoofer. <laughs> and so I would definitely say that uh, I, I, I cannot recommend this as well. Um, this was probably the worst one we've watched. Yeah. Uh, since, since we started this podcast, now we've got what fourteen episodes. Full 14 agreements. <sighs> I can't quite say it's the worst movie I've ever seen. That still belongs to Cabin Fever Two, <laughs> but this was bad. It was bad. It uh, it was bad. I think we we mentioned before too, like last. I think as we were previewing it last episode that. Uh, three of the guys had the same name, and I think it, it. I think that's really what happened. I think some buddies decided to make a film at a campsite over a weekend, and this is the result. And it it, it sh- certainly has all the quality you would expect if that was their motivation. <laughs> yeah, but hey, they're gonna they're gonna make some money off of us watching it on Tubi, and that's perfectly fine with me. They put the time and effort into making it. Writing it, figuring it out. The costume design for Fred was probably not, you know, super simple. There was time and effort put into that. Yeah. And Fred's, like, his head makeup, I would say, was good for a mutant, for like, for an inbred hillbilly. It was he not had, good for Bigfoot. No, it was not good for Bigfoot. It was, it was, it was quality if he was, like, a mutant hillbilly and the hills have eyes or something, but... So yep. they they put some time into that, 
But yeah, everything else they did not. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up our talk on Bigfoot's <laughs> yeah. Bride. Uh, Moving on. I, I I don't want to talk about this movie anymore. Uh, so I picked the last two between Feast and Bigfoot's Bride, which I know I apologized to you before we started fil- before we started recording about making you watch Bigfoot's Bride. Uh, so you got this next one here. <laughs> Hey, no apology necessary, man. It's going to happen with the format we're going with. It's like a horror movie roulette, essentially, when we just kind of pick stuff virtually at random. We're going to get some duds. Well, right. But, I mean, I, I expect some duds, but I don't expect flaming piles of monkey shit. <laughs> of Bigfoot shit. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to go back to hopefully what is... Uh, at least my bread and butter, which is kind of like 80s horror. I don't know why that's my preferred type of horror, but uh, I chose The Mutilator from 1984. I think think the 80s kind of had the charm of a lot of the stuff was still creative. Yeah. You know, back back in the 80s, because, I mean, you... You had your big name horror stuff, you know, Halloween, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. But then you had all sorts of just like random creature features. And and it was all still original at that point. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. And I think back then you your only option was for like uh, uh, actual special effects Cheesy like practical effects. There wasn't yeah. much done for computer stuff. And right. anything that was done on a computer, you could definitely tell. Right, yeah. So you had to use, like, food coloring and, and clay and weird props to, you know, make your gore. So I, that just ends up looking better. So, uh, so yeah, I went with the Mutilator. Also on Tubi. Tubi, we're on a Tubi Fest. So uh, check it out with us if you'd like to watch it. But here's the description. When Ed and his friends head to his family's condo for a fun-filled weekend, all seems well until a mysterious figure with an axe crashes the party. So, you can expect probably a a classic slasher, I would guess. Certainly seems like it between the name and the description and the cover art of a guy with a meat hook. I forgot. Part of the reason I picked these two is by the cover art. I love 80s cover art. It's uh, three people who look like they're uh, strung up, hanging from a wall. One of them is a bikini-clad lady, and then there's just a hand with a meat hook coming at them. So I hope for some good uh, meat hooking, although they do say axe in the title, as you noticed. I did notice, but, you know, things have been wrong before. Again, be wrong again. Yeah, continuity doesn't seem to be a high priority in a lot of these horror movies. So we'll we'll find out if the mutilator prefers a meat hook or an axe or both. So it looks like uh, Rotten Tomatoes. If we want to do the Rotten Tomatoes score, sure does not does not look good. Uh oh, twenty four percent. Yeah. For the Rotten Look, Tomatoes uh, on audience. IMDb has a 5.2, so that's a little better. And again, I never trust... Um, I, I never trust any of the Rotten Tomatoes or, you know, IMDb or anything like that, just because 
people are looking for different stuff. Yeah, especially for horror movies too, because you know you never know if there's some uh, like amateur reviewer who's fooled themselves and just think, oh, they you know the main characters there was no character development, and it's like, well, no, it's not why you watch these movies. <laughs> so there's there's three critics reviews on the Mutilator, which I will read right now because they're all fairly quick. Sure. So there's two bad ones. Which uh, one was from January 11th of 2020, a fairly interminable slasher. Okay. January 17th, 2017, Christopher Machel from Cineview says there is no reasonable measure by which the mutilator could be classed as a good film. He gave it <laughs> two out of five. David Dussar from Real Film Reviews, that was the first one that I read, gave it one out of four. And then one guy actually rated it 3.5 out of 4. You watch Slasher Fix for the quality slashing. Yeah. And that that was from Richard Propes of TheIndependentCritic.com. That's what I'm talking about. The the first one on IMDb says, uh, well, I don't even, just the title is Some Flaws, But the Gore is Top Notch, which gets me excited. So hopefully it's hopefully it's solid. Hopefully it's what I I'm expecting from this. Very cheesy, very fun. Typical teens getting killed one by one, but best of all, the fall break song will burn into your brain. That's by somebody from March seventh of twenty twenty one on Rotten Tomatoes. Hell yeah, folks! So uh, those of you at home, watch along if you want. So you know what we complain about or uh, compliment next episode. I still think we should do a live viewing of, of a of one of these at some point. Um, just to just stream it on Twitch and anybody that wants to join in and watch along with us would be able to. I mean, that that's probably something for farther down the road. But sure. We can we can watch a watch a movie at the same time in our different locations, or even if we actually get to be in the same location one of these times, uh, we can throw on a movie. I know uh, we got some stuff to discuss after the podcast here too, as well. But uh, sounds good. Yeah, I think. Um, Oh, oh, I gotta ask you, how did your how did your one liners go? <laughs> Went well. It was a it was a two day competition Saturday and Sunday. Uh Saturday I did not compete because I had to work that night, but Sunday I won. So so they went pretty oh, well. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. Yeah, there were about fifteen, I think, comedians competing on Sunday, and uh I ended up uh it, me and a Another guy named Bob, who Bob actually won Saturday. And Bob's really good. Bob's an excellent comedian. And we were going back and forth for a few rounds. Uh, The format was essentially round by round. Everyone does a one-liner. If the audience does not laugh, you are eliminated. And uh, it goes on and on and on until there's one person standing. So it lasted about 15 rounds, I think. And uh, I was the last guy left. Nice. Did you use the one I gave you? Uh, no, I did not. Oh, <laughs> I, 
Might have only been 10 rounds if you had used that one. Sure. <laughs> I left that one out. Comedians are pretty pretty ornery about sticking to their own stuff, so I was hesitant to use, oh, use your material. Whatever. I'm pretty far from a comedian, so... Oh, I know. Even if it's fine, though, they'll... They'll, they'll chew your ass out. They're like, did you write that? I'd be like, well, no, I got that from a buddy. They'd be like, what the fuck, man? It's, it's basically like uh, using steroids in baseball. <laughs> yeah, but baseball looked, the other, baseball looked the other way for how long? Yeah, as long as it was beneficial. But it was a good time. It was a, it was a fun event. I, uh, I, got, I got to watch about the second half of the Saturday night show after I got off work. And uh, that was a lot of fun. That one was that one was bigger, I will say. That one had about 27 comedians just because it was on a Saturday. Yeah. People and, come uh, in from out of town. Yeah, we had some comedians from the uh, cities come up to Duluth and compete as well. And uh, Bob won that night, and he's a very good comedian. So it was a good time. How about you? What have you been up to? Uh, well, after Adepticon, I found out that I had COVID, so I've been doing nothing. So you won that. <laughs> I Yeah. I, I mean, as, as much as you can win with that, but yeah. Um, I had a sore throat for a couple of days and still dealing with a little bit of congestion, but it seems like it's more of a cold now than it actually is COVID. And I mean, I didn't, I, I, I don't know how, I mean, I, I got off extremely light. I, I will, I will say that, um, other people I know have not been as lucky and to, to get off with as light of symptoms as I had, but, uh, yeah, I pretty much did nothing all weekend. I did some painting, um, some more miniature painting, watched a lot of TV, um, really didn't do anything. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I guess that's good news. If you can, uh, well, we podcasted last week, then you go to a, a death, a Depticon, catch COVID and then be good enough to podcast again this week. It, it can't have been that bad. <laughs> well, I mean, I had, I had COVID when we were podcasting last week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But even so, then, to go from week to week, like some people, it just knocks them on their ass to to go from week to week, and you're not, I don't know, hacking up or short of breath on here. And there have been a couple times where I've been pretty close to coughing a little bit, but I mean, it, it's nothing, nothing major. Yeah. Like I said, I've been extremely lucky with that, and uh, I I didn't miss any time from work or anything. So I know other people have. You know, extreme fatigue where they can't, you know, they they can't stay awake. And I guess maybe I, if I have it, I haven't noticed. Maybe because I'm always tired, which is not true anymore. But I used to be. What I was. <laughs> well, I'm but, glad you didn't die, man. Well, thanks. I'm glad I didn't die as well. And. I just ordered a Magic the Gathering Dungeons and Dragons Adventures in the Forgotten Realms gift edition box this after or this morning. So I got that delivered right before we started recording. So once we get done with this, I will actually 
open that and see what kind of garbage I got from that set. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's not a popular set, but uh, there's Which, some, some fun stuff in there. Actually, yes, there is some fun stuff in there. I was looking through some of the singles and what I could actually get. But that brings us to the next point of there may be a spinoff of this podcast. Because yeah, if you like us describing uh, bad horror movies, you'll love us describing <laughs> talking about Magic the Gathering. That's right. We're starting our podcasting empire. We started with movies. We're moving to magic. Woo. Um, but yes, we'll be adding another co-host for that, uh, which will be Brian or Anbry, whichever one you want to call him. I don't Stay know what tuned. he's going to be called. B13, whatever you want to call him. We can B- call each other by our favorite magic cards. How about that? Call him, hey, asshole, he'll probably answer. He can be a healing salve or stream of life or something. (laughs) Something epic. We'll have more details for that later. We're uh, still working the kinks out, so don't uh, don't try to start trying to find it just yet. Yeah, we will. We will have an announcement for that. uh, Probably. If not next week, the week after. We still have to iron out some kinks. He wanted to be he want he wanted to be a part of our movie podcast, and I'm not sure he really would want to watch bad movies with us and talk about <laughs> bad movies with us. But we figured we would get something more along our common um common hobbies put it lightly i guess is the easiest way to put it since i mean we've all known each other for (laughs) ever oh there it was yeah there was a little cough there but we've all known each other forever and we've been playing magic together for 25 plus years now so yeah it'd be fun to try to pinpoint i mid 90s i know like we're packs of like the dark and revised were popular when I got started. So whenever that was, yeah, like nineteen ninety. I think I started in nineteen ninety five, and I got Brian started shortly after that. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's when I would have guessed. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll bring that up. Maybe we can pinpoint it better on our first episode. Give people yeah. reasons why we have some Magic: The Gathering cred. Yeah. So, all right, well, I guess that is about the end of the episode here. I don't know if you've been doing anything, uh, watching anything fun and fantastic lately. No, nothing besides uh, doing comedy and watching Bigfoot's Pride. Oh, geez. <laughs> My life. At least at least you got comedy. Yes. Here's to a better one with the mutilator. Exactly. Hey, you know what? We can still hopefully find Shocker available at some point, too. Yes, yes. Because everybody wants to see Assistant Director Walter Skinner as Horace Pinker, an electrified serial killer. Oh, yeah, man. So, well, (laughs) that will wrap up, I guess, episode 15 
of Beauty and the Geast. This is where we watch bad movies so you don't have to.